Saints, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio ZSL Podcast. First and foremost, you know what? I probably won't even put it on this podcast. I'll put it on an additional podcast it's in terms of what you guys have done for me. By the time you hear this, you will have already heard the podcast that I am referring to right now. So just make no mistake and just let this one go. But nonetheless, guys, critical thinking. I know a lot of you do not like my critical thinking podcast, you know, they probably get like average 75 plays versus like the 100, 200, and 300 of the other ones. But um, nonetheless, I think this was really, really good because it's very, very important to understand what risk company have, especially in particular situations. So what I have here is four, okay? I have four bullet points and we're going to assess you know, what risk can, you know, the, the risk behind these types of bullet points in a company. So number one, weak management. Number two, a leak of confidential information. Three, unmotivated employees. And four, unrealistic deadlines. When I said those four phrases, I had four stories that went along with them. But of course, I want you to identify the two biggest risks for a company. Then of course, you could reach out to me on my Facebook page, my Instagram, let me know what your thoughts are, okay? Because now I see that there's a substantial amount of listeners, especially shockingly enough, coming in from America, which is so amazing. I wanna just say thank you to all of you. There are towns that I have never, what is wrong with my life? There are towns that I have never even heard of that are absolutely beautiful in America. America is vast, it's a massive country. So that's why I just love looking up the little towns that people are from. And, and nonetheless, man, I just want to say thank you guys so much, but we will, I will talk about that on another one way before this. So I'm just reiterating weak management. Let's talk about weak management. What, how can weak management be detrimental to a company? Well, you know what, when it comes to weak management, people, we need to understand about weak management. Like where does it come from? Does it come from the top? Does it come from the bottom? Obviously management, it always comes from the top. So. I'm going to give you an example. The place that I work for right now, I'm not necessarily going to say there's weak management, but I think there are people in uh, quote unquote managerial positions that do not know how to allocate work. Let me give you an example. There are far too many part-time teachers who are working without a work permit in my language center. Me, I'm one of probably the very, very full, not even close to a half, like it's a half handful of teachers that have the proper documents to work in this country. And so in that case, comparing it to the job that I used to work at, for all the full-time people, they would get loaded with, of course, the work first. Part-time, they were always the loose ends in the back end of the, the, you know, the spectrum. However, towards the end of my stint at that company, the part-time teachers would have a ridiculous amount of work and I would have nothing. Why? because management was so poor there and he had a personal vendetta against me for things that I said that were absolutely 100% probably a year to two years prior. So of course I ended up leaving that. But now looking at this, this perspective right now, you guys do not know this and I obviously you probably do not know this, but me being a different color does make it very, very difficult in getting work in this country. I'm not talking about working at companies with workshops like the Hondas, the Toyotas, the all those different types of company, you know, could be Japanese or Thai. I run the show. I'm the best at that. 
But when it comes to my own job, they the, the Thai people have a tendency of having that mindset that one color is better than the other. Where did they develop this? This could be DNA. This could be cultural. This could be uh, this could have been taught from generation by generation, uh, or it could have been influenced in them upon their conscious mind, which ultimately becomes their subconscious, depending on when they learned it. So. That makes it very difficult for me to get work even at my own full-time job. You know, there was, a, there was a situation, whereas a teacher was leaving, and by all means, you know, cool guy, but w over 70, uh, you, you know, and I'm like, wait, this guy, well, I know my capabilities, but why aren't, why am I not, why don't I have anything on Sunday mornings or afternoons or this? Meanwhile, this guy had an absolutely fully loaded schedule. So then I said, hey, man, I, I told him, I said, guys, I don't know what you think you're doing, but I'm going to block out my schedule and you're not going to do anything for me. Like, if you're not gonna, going to do anything for me, I'm not going to do anything for you. And it's funny because one guy ended up taking a step out just as another guy had taken a step out last year. And what ended up happening, I got thrown all the work on. So then I started trying to work at a different branch, same company, different branch, different umbrella. And the lady at the previous branch who didn't give me any work for five months and my salary was bleh. She was like, no, you work here. I said, no, I do not just work there because you play it unfair. You have a preconceived notion of me and you are not giving me work. You are playing it un very unfair. And so there was a lot of, it was very topsy-turvy. There was a lot of, uh, you know, tug of war. And then, of course, right here at present time, oh, teacher's leaving. Hey, can you take over all these classes? I said, wow, so you guys look at me as a takeover teacher. But that's okay. You can have whatever preconceived notion you want of me. But I could tell you right now, during your peak months, I'm no longer available. I'm only doing you a favor because I'm doing myself a favor. That's it. But during the peak months, I'll reiterate that. During the peak months, the March, June, uh, March, uh, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, I am unavailable. Do not ask me. Look at my schedule. You're going to see that it's completely blocked out. Why? Because you took care of the other teachers instead of taking care of me. That is called weak management. And there it is, people. That's a story in its own, right? A leak of confidential information. We hear this on so many occasions, especially with the big titans, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos, Microsoft, Apple, you name it. All these guys have been leaked all types of information. Of course, you had the crazy whistleblower by the name of Edward Snowden, who apparently worked under some kind of branch in the uh, American government. He leaked all types of information. So that could be very detrimental to a company, let alone a government. So unmotivated employees. Guys, for those of you who are working, or for those of you who are only students, I'm not sure what the age range and everything is on here, but my intuition is so sound, whereas I could walk into a company, any company, it could be a dental office, it could be, I, I, I don't know, a trading post, whatever you want to call it, and by looking at some of the employees, I could immediately say, ooh, they got really bad management here, because the employees are just shrugging their shoulders. I'm going to give you an example. There's a SkyTrain station by the name of Cheatlong right here in the heart of Bangkok. It's the epicenter for business, right? So you get off the train, you go to the lower platform, and there you have ATM machines. You have a different lot, a, a, a lot, a, a just 
a variety of different things that you could buy from. And there is a shop by the name of SMP. Okay. Now, this is very popular here in Thailand, but they are notorious for the worst customer service. Yes, the different, yeah. I mean, you could get bad customer service anywhere in the world, but the employees, they do not care. You go up to the window, they're on their phone. Whatever they're doing on their phone is more important than actually selling you anything. So you have to, uh, uh, hello, come on. You have to call for them in a very abrupt way to get their attention. And they don't say anything to you. They just hurry up, give you the stuff, and that's it. S&P is very notorious for this. On the other hand, Starbucks, they have very motivated employees. Why? Because I don't know, man. Uh, am I going to say the CEO of Starbucks knows what he's doing? I don't know, but it just seems like everywhere in the world, Starbucks has the best service. And this is why they're winning. It's not because the products, not because the brand. Although, you know, here in Asia, they do love the brand stuff to take pictures on Instagram. But it's customer service. Unmotivated employees. You know, I became one. I was one of those at my last job, like I told you three years ago. Because if the students are unmotivated and it feels like you're just pulling teeth for three hours, I remember there was one time at one particular stint that I had on a Sunday, beginner class, beginner class, beginner class. So here you have an 18-year-old, okay, from a very wealthy family at a beginner level who doesn't even know what hello is, who doesn't want to learn, who doesn't want to learn at all. And so here you are, you're trying to push them to teach them a variety of different things and nothing is sticking whatsoever. I had one girl who would come in. I remember one girl, she came in one hour and 50 minutes late. She only had 10 minutes left in class. She sat down, had the audacity to sit down at my table. And I said, uh, yeah, where were you? She didn't say anything. She just sat on her phone. I said, uh, you are wasting my time right now. You're going to come in here for 10 minutes to sit down. Are you serious? And so, of course, I complained to the front office. I said, hey, man, this is beginning to get a little bit of antsy here. I, you know, she's really starting to waste my time. And one time she came in 30 minutes late. I came in probably about a minute after that. And she complained to me right in front of my face. And I said, Ooh! I said, hey, beginning tomorrow, you have a new teacher. I have zero tolerance for that. Unmotivated students breeds unmotivated employees. There were, time, there were times towards the end of my stint at that company where I just didn't care anymore. I would come in with high energy. Then this, this kid would come in and I'd be like, hey, how you doing? And he'd just look at me like I'm from another planet. And I'm like, oh, I'm done. I can't be in this area anymore. I can't be at this company anymore because I do believe management, the leadership, the CEO, they attract these types of individuals. Because for some odd reason, after I left, and two years on, three years on, every student I've ever taught, except the younger kids, of course, that's a little bit crazy. And that's just only a full-time job to stay in the country. That's not what is written in my essence to do. But they actually do want to learn. Well, I wouldn't say all of them. I would say about a good 75% of them. At my last job in that area, by the name of Rangsit, probably about 10% wanted to learn. And they all came from the same university by the name of Tamasat, it being the number one university in Thailand, because they are very, very free thinking and they have very fully developed personalities too. So unmotivated employees, that could be because leadership sucks too. Management sucks, managerial, hiring process. It could relate to a lot of different things.
and unrealistic deadlines. You know, there was a, I'm, I'm going to give you this story. <laughs> I'm all, you know what, guys, I've been, man, I've been a part of so much madness out here in this country. You have no idea. There was a time that I was working sparingly for this company, which almost, which practically backfired on me and almost terminated a relationship by a longstanding relationship I had with a couple of other individuals. But nonetheless, this guy, well, I think, uh, I don't know, just people, I needed to redo paperwork. He initially gave me it. I did everything. I sent it back to him. He said, hey, I have to meet. We have to write more on the, the course reports, the end of course reports. I said, what? And so he met up with me. He was a very, very awkward individual. But he gave me everything. And I'm like, dude, this is a lot for me. You want me to write this, not type it? He's like, yeah, I need it done by Thursday. Motherfucker, it was, it was Tuesday. And I said, what? So I went into the, the, I went with the lady and I said, excuse me, uh, this is BS. I told him, I said, I'll give it to you Friday. After I gave it to him Friday, I blocked his line. I said, I don't do work with people like that. Don't you ever tell me when I need to get something done. I do not work on anyone else's clock. I work on my clock. And that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. That's the beauty of being a trainer and being a person who could accept and deny anything that comes in because I'm fully in control. You're not going to tell me to be a slave. Now, of course, we're going to be discussing this in the next couple of years, next three years, when I start getting into business English, because there are times where people have the audacity to, to just throw a number of different things at you, and you're just not ready for it. You're not prepared for it. You're not fully, you're fully capable of it, and they expect you to do everything, and I'm just uh, totally against that. So with that being said, people... Those are the four different types. I would love for you to pick your two keys, even write them out to me and tell me different situations that you have been in, in terms of this. And I will be so excited to just wait for your answer and just rub my hands together for some of your responses. So with that being said, guys, that is the personal me. You know, I don't talk about the personal me so much, but it is enticing. It is life transforming. And it is things that for those of you who are young, you probably will be enduring or, you know, stepping into a situation. I really, really, God forbid, you know, God forbid, meaning I hope not, right? I hope it doesn't happen to you. But if it does, it's all about a learning process. Do not take it personal. Never take anything personal. Unless someone comes up to you and says, hey, uh, your teeth are ugly, then you could take it personal, okay? But nonetheless, do not sweat the small things because they are all small things. Ha <laughs> ha Stay tuned for more, people. I'm your host as always, over and out.